0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Living Astrology with Janet. And today I am with Tam Vayu of the Energy Almanac. Good morning, Tam. Good morning. Hi. I can't believe it's March. And it's time for us to chat about what is happening this month, the new month of uh, March in the stars. I
1: know. And we're in a leap year, Janet.
0: We are. We are, which keeps throwing me. And uh, because I keep thinking, okay, today's the last day of the month, but it isn't tomorrow exactly. is. Mm-hmm. And then that throws everybody's birthdays off this year. Right. <laughs> so rather than being on the day, it will be a day early because the year is rolling along a little differently. Right. Um, already seeing that in some of the charts I've done for people whose birthdays are in March, right? Yeah. So, um, I, I have another thing that's going to just flip your noodle because I haven't even been able to figure this out myself yet. Let's so on uh, the new moon for March falls on the 10th, which is right. also the day we set the clocks ahead. Oh, right. It's daylight savings time. So oh. get this. We set the clocks ahead at 2am, yeah. right? 2am across the board, wherever it is, it yep. whenever it is 2am in your Life, that is where the clocks will turn to daylight savings time. So they jump ahead an hour. Mm -hmm. Well, the new moon occurs at 1.01 a.m. Pacific time. Okay. And then an hour later, the clocks move ahead. Right. Which then means that on the East Coast time, somehow it turned out to be 5 a.m.
1: Oh, I was gonna say four, one, two, it would have
0: been four normally, right? My oh. one would be your four. So <laughs> I don't know how I'm not I'm not sure why that's working out that way. It doesn't seem like it should work out that way. So I, I have to go deeper. But when I input the the new the yeah, new moon chart at what would be four oh one a.m. East Coast time because it's telling me it's at 101 Pacific time. And I always like to set my chart when I'm talking with you at East Coast time. It sure. said the, the moon and the sun were off by a degree. And I'm like, well, that could Uh-oh. mean they're off by an hour. Right. So then I set it ahead an hour. And sure enough, five o'clock in the morning, okay. your time. But apparently 101, my time. Wow. That's that- freaking me out. It is freaking me out.
1: That, that's hard to wrap your head around I don't it know is it, and I
0: don't know why it's happening but right. I'm going to I'm going to keep playing with this so you all listening to us this morning we, we will get to the bottom of this is it really <laughs> 101 a.m. it looked like it was um, okay well yeah so that all started with it's a leap year <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: that all started with oh it's March and we have to talk about the weirdness that is March um and funny thing. So I was, I, I had a really strange week last week. I don't know if you heard about this. I was doing a webinar on Thursday on prenatal eclipses. So those are the eclipses that we experienced before we're born. And it shows us what we're here to teach and what we're here to learn. And about 30 minutes into it, the uh, internet went down at my house and was out for nine hours. Oh, it so of- I couldn't. I couldn't even like redo the, it was weird. So um, I was fit to be tied. I mean, just, you know, usual reaction. I walked outside and I got smacked in the face by a a bumblebee. It was a decent day, right? The bumblebees are starting to emerge. And I mean, literally hit me upside the head. And I was like, blah. What's that all about? And then this morning, so my daughter and my friend Asa, they looked up bumblebee for me. It had a really good message to it. Well, then this morning when I first turned on my computer, what is there in my face? A giant bumblebee on a flower. No. And this after a night of dreams where animals like an ostrich and an anaconda were in my dreams. And in my daughter's dream, a gorilla, a shark. And an axolotl, which is a lizardy thing. Wow. Like, what is up with that? Tell me, audience, have you guys been having weird dreams with weird combinations of animals or weird combinations of things?
1: I was going to bring that up today in our conversation because, yeah, I feel like the Aquarius moon, uh, Vir- Virgo moon. I said Aquarius. I don't know why, but I've got Aquarius in my head. Um <laughs> the, the, I do. I have aquarius in my head. The Virgo Moonlight. I mean, I had crazy dreams for three days. I thought, oh, maybe it's because I'm like tired in Las Vegas and I don't belong in Las Vegas. Holy moly. The dreams were bonkers. I'm really curious what our audience says, too.
0: Yeah. Uh, Somebody, Julie, says, I dreamt of a baby goat. Wow. And uh, no one else has said anything. But (laughs) Christine says the world is becoming even weirder. And I would agree. And uh, anyway, yeah, weird stuff going on.
1: Sibling dreams. I never have sibling dreams. Ooh. Both, yeah, both brothers. I'm like, okay, well, something to unravel, I'm sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um Okay, somebody else is, oh, I thought they was, it was somebody texting me here. No dreams, J-Lo says. She, my girls had dreams with family. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, I mean, I like I'm trying to figure out, I, I'm very good at downloading the symbology in my own dreams. Me and too, sometimes really. even other people's dreams. But an anaconda and an ostrich, which I kept calling an emu in my dreams, but it was very clearly an ostrich. <laughs> yeah, bizarre, just bizarre stuff. So I'm wondering, is, you know, March going to be a bizarre sort of month and you know first thing I look at is that new moon and now I'm trying to figure out is it at 101 or is it going to be 201 pacific standard time or pacific daylight time I'm freaking out over these little things that just seem to be weird and it's weird only because we mess with the time right
1: right If, if so so if you think of it that way can you can you decide like if we didn't mess with the times what it would be
0: well, ideally, if we didn't mess with the time, if it's 1 a.m. my time, it should be 4 a.m. your time. Right. But very clearly, when I set the chart for 4 a.m. your time, Always it sweet. was not the the new moon yet. That's right. That's and right. it can only be because the program is already adjusting right. for the time change. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. The things that we do to ourselves, right? So it makes me think, okay, we're setting up here for what might be um a hard to define kind of month and i noticed that you called this month something de- uh passion, compassion right yeah, uh, abundance oh, of compassion yeah yeah and r- literally the only way to move through the world when it's behaving upside down or inside out is to really just have some compassion for yourself and for others as we try to all understand what the heck is going on.
1: Mm, right. Good call. And I know that you're segueing into March energy, but before you do, I need to understand about the bumblebee. What is it?
0: Well, the bumblebee is a symbol of abundance, but it also oh. has a lot to do with going on in the face of obstacles, which oh. was an apt message for me having just gone, you know, into doing webinars that I actually charged people for rather than doing the free ones, like I've been doing, except for the bigger, you know, ones. And I'm like, oh my God, the first time I actually charged for a minimal charge for a webinar, Uh, 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 the power of, or the internet, the power was on, the internet went down. Yep. So is that a sign, right? Walk outside, get thumped upside the head by a bumblebee. And so now, of course, I do have to know what does bumblebee mean? Yeah. And the thing about bees and bumblebees in particular is they go from flower to flower, from right. activity to activity. Right. And I've had bee messages before when I've gotten caught in thinking I had to do things a certain way at a certain time for a certain uh-huh. dollar amount or for a certain, you know, whatever. Whenever I think I have certainty, a bumblebee or a bee comes along and reminds me, no, you're here to flit from thing to thing to thing.
1: Interesting. Oh, my gosh.
0: Yeah. But, of course, I didn't look at it like that then. I was well. pissed, like, oh, <laughs> like that hurts. They got they fly fast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like funk, and they're big. so, yeah, and they're big, like they're c- bigger than quarters. Yeah, they're big. Anyway, it was funny. It okay, was funny. good, 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 good. Like so on that's... one hand, I was really happy to see that the bees are out because that means spring is coming. Right. On the other hand, please don't hit me in the head because that just freaks <laughs> me out even more. <laughs> Uh, Anyway, so I'm sure everybody must be getting messages in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. What's even funnier is I had just gotten done talking to a client the day before about how when we decide we're going to make changes in our lives, the universe gives us automatic feedback. Absolutely. It begins immediately, right? To show us that we're A, on the right track, or B, got to do some more thinking about what you're doing. Right. And so I had may I have I've have already declared a very powerful manifesting thing for um the new moon and that's my feedback. Uh, hey. So I was like, okay, I don't know. I don't know. I don't I'm know sorry, what that means yet.
1: The first words you said was bumblebees represent abundance. That was the first words out of your mouth. Yeah.
0: They Stay do active. the ab- Abundance of opportunities, abundance of of money, perhaps, or resources, but just Ah. an abundant life where everything is, you know, going really well. But then I wondered, of course, am I on the wrong track? Do I need to make a change? (laughs) Um, I don't know. So I'm hoping March will reveal through the weirdness what it is that is going on you know march is an interesting month when you look at the astrology of it all i think we should
1: um remind me to tell you my animal story at the end of the show
0: no tell me your animal story now we're talking animals
1: so for those of you who are just getting on the call janet and i earlier were talking about travel i just am returning today from las vegas uh today's my first day back at work Um, i just went to las vegas and so we're out there hubby and i and uh, my husband goes, huh, look at that great big bird up there on the on the telephone line. And I look up and I go, that's my hawk. My daughter says to me, a what? A hawk? She goes, she's lived there for quite a while. She goes, I've never seen a hawk out here. I said, that's correct, because that one's mine. <laughs> Where... <laughs> You're sure it
0: was a hawk and not a turkey vulture or something. No, no, no.
1: I know turkey vultures. We have plenty of those here in Maine. No, That's actually what my husband said. Is that a, is that a turkey vulture? I said, absolutely not. I can see wow. the, stripes, the stripes on the tail of the hawk. That is my hawk here to remind me again. Um, but did amazing. you get the message?
0: <laughs>
1: I, well, I definitely got the message. I mean, I know what we were talking about. I knew what it was in relation to. And it was perfect. And I love that we all have our own animal to help us get back on track when we need to or to remind us of who we are so yeah. it's great I, I do think they're um, being loud and clear nature has become loud and clear and relaying messages to us and through us
0: yeah I'm not sure if nature has gotten loud and clear or if we're just opening to seeing more and more of it in a, yes. in a way yeah. uh, it's probably always been there always shouting at us or always trying to get our attention and now we're just becoming more open to it all perhaps or maybe they are
1: You know, what was odd, by the way, is that it's not like we were at Red Rock Canyon when this happened. We were in the city. We were like the houses were 10 feet apart and they're two stories high. You can barely see the sky. And there was the hawk. And
0: there was your hawk. There was my hawk. (laughs) That's crazy. That's that's when, you know, it's definitely a symbol for For you. Yep. Like uh, one morning, this was years ago. I was um, sitting at my dining room table as I did every morning. Planning out my day, and I hear this on my door—a knock. I don't know if you can hear me knocking, but it was a knock at my door, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, who would be here this early in the morning?" Both of my sons were asleep, so you know, it wasn't them. I went to the door and opened the door. There were two peacocks on my front porch. <laughs> oh my god! And one knocking at my door. Literally, wow. I'm like, "Oh hello there." Yeah. <laughs> what are you, peacocks? wow those are usually like here they would be somebody's pets perhaps yeah Uh, they're not anything we see around here so then i had to go okay what is your message now i don't remember what the message of peacock was it was something it's got to be about beauty it seemed like it was profound at the time but those peacocks sat on my porch until my sons finally got up and they actually got to see the peacocks
1: wow it was weird just weird yeah peacocks are not like naturally found in your neighborhood i'm certain
0: they are not <laughs> they are not wow. but uh, they are certainly a sight to behold they yeah. are gorgeous even yeah. the female was gorgeous uh, there and it was a pair a male and a female and um like hey we're here come visit us wow it was bizarre
1: yeah <laughs> Bizarre. right
0: up there with some of the most bizarre things that have ever happened in my life right yep. the peacocks came to call <laughs> all right so <laughs>
1: wow that being said
0: yeah, let's go on to March. We just jump, you know how that saying, March comes in like a lion, or okay. if March comes in like a lion, it goes out like a lamb, yes. something to that effect. Well, March comes in almost like a lamb, if you will, with yeah. a sun sextile Jupiter that's aspect. I'm
1: at. Yes. Yeah. I, I think that's cool. I'm looking forward to that kind of energy uh, for Friday and Saturday when uh, maybe we can feel hopeful, maybe um Maybe excited about our resources. Uh, maybe being able to dream into some of that, visualize, lean visualize, into. Visualize.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yep. Right. I, I'm kind of excited about that because the sun yeah. and in and Jupiter when they're kind of in that relationship, they're harmonious. Yeah. And the sun in Pisces is creative. It's right. it's very um, imaginative, mm-hmm. and. Jupiter and Taurus says okay well let's ground it into reality. Right. So I, I'm that to me sounds like a good way to start a month off. I right? Thought so. Yeah. Yeah. Could we have
1: every month like that please? Right? <laughs> right.
0: And of course now that we've said that it'll be a weirder um, way to show us how to manifest what it is we want in our lives but you know hey, it works for me and then that weekend we we jump right into Venus in a square to Uranus yes and that it's a red day on my little calendar the calendar always shows us reds really? and greens and things like that if it's if it's a kind of challenging day. And I guess, you know, Venus in a square to Uranus can be sort of challenging for our relationships, or, you know, unexpected things that happen. Yeah, I don't think it's particularly bad, though. If you have, if you have a relationship, or an agreement that's made with someone that's already rocky, then maybe it has more to do with that kind of relationship than those of us Who have good relationships or feel good in our um, skins within our relationships so we'll see how that one plays out and then the very next day mercury Mercury. runs into uranus in a sextile though
1: yeah so again like maybe maybe thinking about feeling about our um our resources are again self-worth i mean we're still working on the whole self-worth thing with uranus being in taurus so Either, either way, like, I'm looking at March 1 through 4 as relatively okay, relatively easy. That whole Venus squared Uranus thing, it's a day of insights, right? No matter-
0: it can be. It can be. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, the thing about Uranus with any of the inner planets is it brings into us personally something that could be shocking or an awakening or exciting an opportunity, but we just never quite, you can't predict with Uranus what it's going to be. Right. So be open. That's the thing. Don't be attached to um, that day, you know, having your way, for example. You might just have to be. Compromise. (laughs) Yeah, be in a compromise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. And uh, Mm -hmm. when we're talking on the fourth with uh, Mercury and Uranus, now, you know, we're harmonizing. The lower mind, our thinking right. mind, uh, right. with the higher mind. Yeah. So that is hopefully, because, you know, they, these these um, transits or aspects, they sort of overlap, mm-hmm. right? They're not just exact. They're exact at one moment for sure. But then they, you know, have the coming into party and then the leaving of the party. Mm-hmm. So there's, you know, this time. And I think if we're having an overlapping lower mind, higher mind confab, that perhaps that's easier on our relationship challenges <laughs> sure. the day before. So there's that. And then uh, let's see, on the 8th, mm-hmm. so the second Friday, gosh, wait, wait, everybody
1: oh. should catch that. We have a nice break between the 4th and the 8th.
0: That <laughs> right. Four days. Yeah,
1: like Four we days. Open, we open the month and then we have a little rest and we just work with those Uranus insights, Right
0: right we can work with the insights my calendar shows the fifth as a green day but I think that's just because the moon in Capricorn is making good connections with Saturn Uh, and Jupiter and the sun and Uranus so I think we we have a day where emotionally things are a little bit more um, equanimous equanimous yeah balanced use that word Um, but then when we get to the eighth we have mercury in a conjunction to neptune. to
1: neptune
0: yeah and that should be a green day i don't know why it's not It it's not green and it's not red it's just black and i don't think that's right because i think that's a beautiful day a beautiful connection between planets when we're blending our voices with spirit mm-hmm. right or we're blending yeah. our mind with spirit or with compassion um I mean, I suppose our minds can get a little confused that day. It's probably not the best day of the month to make a big decision. If you have to make a big decision Mm -hmm. uh, just because of the cloudy nature of Mercury in a conjunction to Neptune, and they're going to be conjunct at some of the late, the latest degrees of the sign. Mm -hmm. Right. So it might be a better time suited to, you know, just kind of being receptive to um the reflections of everything that's happened with Mercury over the time it's been in Pisces because the very next day he moves to Aries
1: on the,
0: on the ninth.
1: Oh, right. wait, 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 let's, let's stay on the eighth. I have that the sun is sextile Neptune that day as well.
0: I have the sun sextile uh, Uranus, Uranus on, uh, on the ninth. It's just a matter of hours though, because okay, my yeah. chart is set for, west coast time yeah yeah so that's Um,
1: so that's gonna be an interesting influence don't you think so we still have mercury and uranus working together yeah and then neptune so maybe they didn't you said they didn't make that a green day i actually highlighted this day as well like oh interesting um but maybe because of the potential for confusion imagine like insights coming we have mercury and pisces which You know, the the whole Piscean dreaminess, martyrdom, that whole thing going on. And then Neptune there, too. Like, I could see where it could get kind of murky on that day, I
0: think. Yeah, and that's why I just say, you know, don't go out and make a big purchase that day. Don't sign contracts that day. Right. Right. it's just a day to be a little more circumspect around things that have to do with the mind, because you might be being barraged by a lot of different scattered thinking perhaps, or just different thoughts that are taking you in different directions. So if you have to make a big decision, wait, wait till the next (laughs) day, perhaps, or even earlier into the next week. Um, as you know Mercury moves out of Pisces and starts to separate from Neptune mm-hmm. uh, when he moves into Aries on the ninth. And I believe that's actually later in the day, 448. No, that's Mars. Hello. Um eight oh three PM. So oh yeah. That's what I'm thinking, even wait maybe till you know Sunday or Monday to make yeah. <laughs> especially because then, you know, you have the new moon on that Sunday. Mm-hmm. So, you know, hold off just a day or two before making any big changes or big decisions in your life because things aren't clear.
1: Right. Yeah. I agree with that.
0: Yeah. Now, I also have big transits that day that that Mars is in a square to Uranus. That day has a bit of a feel like conflict, perhaps, or Mm -hmm. (sighs) (sighs) I feel like that day is going to be a bit frustrating. Mercury is moving into Aries, but he will be at the very last degree of Pisces. Mm -hmm. So that's that feeling. I always think of this as uh, the foot on the brake and the foot on the gas trying to go forward and you're not. Um, So that can create some frustration as Uranus wants us to break free. Mars loves that idea. Let's do it.
1: Yeah. But okay. so help me with this. So Mars is an Aquarius Mm -hmm. and you're which is ruled by Uranus uranus is in taurus so wouldn't we say plenty of information coming in
0: um i i think there is the potential for a lot of information coming in or a lot of avenues of action opening Mm. up Mm. but no real clarity about which one to go down or which thought to follow or that type of thing.
1: Sure. Sure. Yeah. That makes sense. I'm just also, also looking at the next day, Pluto, um, Pluto uh, is sextile on the 10th with Mercury. And I'm thinking that influence is going to be present on the ninth. We're going to feel that.
0: Well, I think the problem on the ninth is that Mercury is still hanging in Pisces. Okay. Until we get to later that evening, so it'll be eight p.m. my time, eleven p.m. your time. right So you know we're all thinking about heading the day's over, right? We're heading to bed, yeah. so pretty, not much okay. time to utilize that Mercury change um, yeah. moving into Aries. But Sunday certainly, with a new moon that is happening fairly early in the morning, five a.m. your time. It says one o'clock my time. Who knows with the time change what the heck <laughs> that means? Um. And then Mercury comes into that sextile with Pluto. Now it seems we have a better read on what to do, Mm. of what to say, of where to Mm. go, of how to handle ourselves uh, in the time ahead. Mm. So I just say the ninth, eighth and ninth are wonky days. Yeah. Wonky is a good
1: word. I like. Yeah.
0: And it it might just be better if it's wonky to just wait. Just wait another day or two uh, before you wait Yep. Wait out the wonky, wait the wonky (laughs) (laughs) Um, because things are going to change fast enough, right? With Mercury moving into Aries. Now we have speed with our, our, um, thinking we have, that's a Mars, uh, driven, uh, sign. So we have energy. It seems to get going for a while for a short time. And we'll talk about that in a minute. So let's talk about the new moon, shall we?
1: Yeah, let's do it. Uh,
0: The new moon. (sighs) I'm not even sure how to characterize this new moon. It's a fabulous new moon, no doubt. Anytime you have the moon in Pisces, there's so much potential for imagination, for discovery, for creativity. It's so beautiful that way. But it's also, in a way, a call for us to close down whatever things that we need to close down, which is always weird with a new moon. Mm. Um, But that's because Pisces is the final sign of the zodiac. And we're just Mm -hmm. at that point, just days away from the sun moving into Aries, uh, which is the astrology new year or astrological new year. So we might be contemplating with this new moon what we might need to finish in order to start. Right mm-hmm. or to to you know go into something new, and I always find that a little bit um dis- disturbing. Right, <laughs> there's this disturbance, and on top of that, there's um. Uh, have have you ever heard of um? Uh oh, what do we call it? Under the eaves, I think in astrology, it's a it's a it's a saying that when planets are are kind of bracketing the sun, mm-hmm. that that the energies of those planets are under the eaves of the sun, so in somewhat okay. a protected state. Okay. And that new moon is at 20 degrees of Pisces, with Saturn on one side of them at 11 uh, degrees and Neptune on the other side at 27 degrees. So we have this stellium of mm-hmm. planets in mm-hmm. Pisces. <laughs> that are seemingly casting some kind of light or solutions perhaps on some very tricky Piscean themes. Boundaries maybe, walls coming down, uh, deceptions coming clear. It's a, it's just, I don't know, that, that moon really, you know, is like wigging me out somewhat. So when I get wigged out about something, I look to human design and the human design on that day for that moon on the 10th is um, in the gate 22, which is a gate that says it's a gate of grace, graciousness, but it's moody because it sits on the solar plexus or the emotional center of your human design. So that might be a day to understand that when you're in the mood, if, when you're feeling good emotionally, those are the times to take action. Mm-hmm. And when you're frustrated, angry, or upset about something, that is not the time to boldly go. That is the time to <coughs> wait and get clarity on whatever it is that's bothering you before you take action. Mm-hmm. So I'm feeling a little bit like this is a new moon. And we all think, okay, the go sign, the, the green light. But there could be some need for us to be very careful oh. in how we proceed in all things at this moon.
1: Interesting. Um, it's like we're we're wrapping things up, and at the same time, you know what? What if we wrap up over the, the forthcoming thirty days, whatever we need to? Like we're we're cleaning the window <laughs> for, the next, for the next month so that we can make a new leap for the the next moon right i would would go
0: with that i would go with that and there are two semi-sextiles on either Mm -hmm. side of this conglomeration one is a semi-sextile to mars that's in aquarius at that time Mm -hmm. so saturn sun uh, moon and neptune all in pisces mars is an activator He is sitting in Aquarius at that point in time, innovating, but it's a semi-sextile, which means that there is some need to adjust, to compromise in the positive sense of the word, to wait out your action, to weigh out your actions carefully. Mm. And then on the other side is a semi-sextile to Chiron. So Chiron in Aries. So so our new moon seems to be bracketed by caution on Mm -hmm. either side, Mm -hmm. even Mm -hmm. though a semi sextile isn't a bad thing. It's just caution. Right. A little bit of caution. Keep keep clarity. And because one of the semi sextiles is Chiron. Yeah, we want to be careful. right Right. we want to address the any of the wounds that might be causing either our need to jump before we have clarity about what we're doing emotionally Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. or holding ourselves back when absolutely everything is telling us that we need to move forward so i just think it's a a freaking interesting moon wow
1: freaking interesting is a nice way to say it uh in the energy almanac which We haven't really talked about. There's the Energy Almanac. There, Um, we called it Maxed Out Dreams. That moon? Yeah, Maxed (laughs) Out Dreams. Yep. So I think that only time will tell. As always with astrology, only time. Hindsight is everything when in astrology to know how it exactly (laughs) plays out.
0: (laughs) Exactly right. I think it's a good time for us to. um, I'm going to throw out two words here. Okay. And I think it's a real good time for us to learn how to pivot mm. because big changes are on the horizon. And I think that's what this moon is telling us.
1: Oh, my gosh. Uh, the fourth paragraph change is on the horizon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just, oh, that's
1: so weird that you said that. Oh, my yeah. God.
0: <laughs> and the second word I would throw out is resilience right? We are resilient. Humans are resilient. Life is resilient. And even though the hits are coming maybe, or things are being pulled out from under you, we have resilience. We can stay the course that yes, there is a reason why things are happening. And hopefully we are going to figure this all out, or it will be revealed to us at some point in time. Sure will. And the last aspect that is really pretty close, and I don't know why it didn't put this on my my uh, new moon chart exactly, uh, is there's a sextile to Uranus from the new moon. Uranus oh. is at 1953 of Taurus, <laughs> while the, the new moon is at 20 degrees, 17 minutes of, of uh, Pisces. So they're definitely a close sextile. And that's interesting because there could be some really cool aha moments yeah. that come while we are ready to pivot and mm-hmm. maintain our resilience.
1: Mm, I like that. I, okay, where I went with that is that uh, you know Pisces again maxed out dreams we wrote in the energy almanac. You know you're yeah. you're visioning right. So I I this is not to be disparaging to anybody, but a lot of my Piscean family and friends, what I hear is a lot of talk, but not a lot of walk. They dream the biggest dreams and it's beautiful and you get so enthused for them, right? But they don't actually take steps toward it. And I feel like with this sextile to Uranus, like what if that piece of information drops in around self-worth, around trusting themselves that they can actually walk their talk, right? I don't know. It just, what if they, what if we work on self-worth over the next 30 days, drop the baggage and go into the, <laughs> go into the eclipse in, at the end of the month with a new, a new self-worth or next yeah. two weeks, I guess you'd work on it for a couple of weeks. So I don't know. It just like, that's what struck me. Oh, that's, that's a great potential.
0: Yeah. I think it's great potential. Um, there's grace, like I said, in grace, that whole yeah. new moon. So um, that's. I mean, what else could we ask for, right? Grace and yeah, graciousness.
1: It's gonna be, if it's going to be wonky, let's have some grace. <laughs> right?
0: Why not? So I, I look forward to that new moon. Um, the moon <laughs> it, it itself is, um, it says conjunct Mercury. I'm not so sure. That's a, probably an out of sign conjunction. It is out of sign. That's weird. That's the full moon. Ah, anyway, Um, (laughs) sometimes I wonder.
1: Oh, we have good news, Janet. What? We don't have much until the 16th. We can just (laughs) breathe through that moon.
0: Right. There is nothing. I have Venus moves into Pisces on the 11th. To me, that's a beautiful place for Pisces to be or for Venus to be. I think she soothes the the disturbances in the force, if you will, uh, in that sign. Uh, The moon will be in Aries that day, however, so still mixed bag kind of feeling of on the energies. But you're right. Absolutely. All the way through the 16th, there is not a thing new that's happening. Now, y'all, there is always some something going on, right? The moon is still moving through signs. So we still have triggers because the moon, even though she's moving quickly, she acts kind of like Mars sometimes as a Mm -hmm. trigger to events mm-hmm. a catalyst in some ways mm-hmm. an emotional catalyst in some ways sure. so it's not like nothing will be happening it's just that the major aspects it's almost like we have breathing room after the new moon to consider what our next steps that's are. what i'm
1: saying yeah that's what it feels like there's some some space to just like let the dust settle and and yeah. make careful consideration about what we will do next as we you know work with some of the aries energies coming
0: aries aries uh then on the 17th that's my next day i have the uh sun in a conjunction to neptune they're yearly coming together which sets the tone for our spiritual growth and our ego growth if you will um our ego evolution and our spiritual growth for the next year. Mm-hmm. And they're coming together at the uh, end of the sign of Pisces. Mm-hmm. So we are really gaining our spiritual chops. Is kind of how I think of that. Yep. Um, you know, Pisces has been, uh, Neptune has been in Pisces for an awful long time.
1: Yes, for sure.
0: And it's next year that Pisces, I mean, that why do I keep calling it Pisces? That Neptune will actually move on into Aries energy. Yep which I think is going to be so fascinating. But, um, you know, he's finishing up his transit here. So we, we really need to be thinking about, well, what have we learned? What kinds of spiritual truths have we become aware of? And, uh, you know, how you were talking about walking your talk, you know, it's one thing in the in the regular world to walk your talk and take the actions, but are we walking our talk in our spirituality in our recognition of our higher selves, that type of thing? So and that's also St. Patrick's Day, which I think is kind of a fun day to have the sun (laughs) conjunct Neptune. Dress up, be goofy. Be a leprechaun. Call in the (laughs) luck, the gold and the Irish. The luck of the Irish. Wait, it's the pot of gold and the luck of the Irish. The luck of the Irish. Oh, gosh. Well, and then uh, the next day, the 18th, begins Mercury's shadow of his next retrograde. Mm -hmm. So back up your computers, back up your devices, update them all if you haven't yet done so, uh, because that Mercury retrograde is coming up Mm -hmm. and we don't, you know, there's usually the shadow about two and a half to three weeks before the retrograde. So we don't, we're not dealing with the retrograde in March, but very early in April we will be. So um, I think it's fact, it's actually April 1st. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So be ready. Get ready. Then the next day is the spring equinox. (laughs) So yeah. this, this week is a little bit wonky. Now, I meant to do this and I did not, darn it. I, I like to draw up a chart for the beginning of each season as if that were a person, right? Its own entity. And then talk about what the potential is for that next three months. I have not done that yet. Uh, I will definitely do that in March before we get to that uh, equinox. But it's the astrological new year, right? The whole wheel of the year yeah. begins when the sun is at zero Aries woohoo that's a coming and it looks like that day is um a powerful one i'm you know it looks like the year is going to start the astrological year is going to start out uh with the moon in an opposition to pluto Ooh, emotional (laughs) dealing with emotional issues um It'll be in a trine to the sun, which is a good, if you were born with the sun and moon in a trine, that's a smooth flow of your physical light and your internal light moving easily with one another. And also a trine to Neptune that sparks our intuition. So I think if I were to pull that chart right this minute, I would see that it looks like it would be an interesting, powerful and spiritual and emotional three months ahead of us. So just everybody kind of beware of that. I Uh, want to ask a question. uh
1: Uh-huh. But it's, oh, no, it's the moon. hmm. March 21st starts the new astrological new year.
0: Actually, it'll be on the 19th of March when the sun moves into Aries this year. Because remember, we have an extra day in February. So everything comes a day early. So March 19th at 8.07 p.m. Pacific time Mm -hmm. is actually... So for you, it'll be that'll be 11 o'clock at night mm-hmm. uh, for anybody east of the the east coast of the United States. It will be in the on the 20th of March. But
1: my so. question is, my question is, you're drawing, we're drawing up a chart for the year ahead, but you're just drawing it up for the season. What's the point of doing it for the season?
0: Because it gives us a clue as to what to expect the next three months. It's hard to. I could draw a chart up for the whole entire year too, and I likely would. It's the same chart, yeah. But I'm only going to look at it in terms of what's going to be three months. Okay. Yeah, but we could also look at it through the lens of the of the next twelve months, because they you know builds upon the other one. They, right. they build upon one another. Yeah. So So, okay. um, yeah. So that's that's how I would look at that.
1: Okay, good. And I'm just checking the the chat. I see there's a lot of chats and I haven't been able to read them. I don't know if you can. <laughs>
0: um, yes. Wow. The full eclipse in March is on my dad's birthday. He's also died in March. Wow. Um, so cool. Beautiful. She's talking, The Christine's talking about pe- peacocks and how they have weird vocalizations. And um, and that's it. Really, everybody's saying hello. Asa, hello to you. J-Lo saying hello to Asa. Um, so okay. good. Now, if you guys have questions out there about anything that Tam and I are talking about, please post your question, right? Mm-hmm. Get some clarity about uh, things that you might be mm-hmm. being twisted up in your minds over <laughs> yeah. as You've we talk about right, right, right. <laughs> As we talk about these twisty events. Uh, okay, so it's after spring. the spring equinox, or any other questions, Tam, about that equinox? No, no, no.
1: I just wondered why you were doing a, a seasonal chart rather than the annual chart. Got it.
0: Yeah, in this case, they would be one in the same.
1: Right. Okay. That's what yeah. I, that's what I thought. And I
0: just needed clarity. Yeah. It's like the astrological year begins at its first year of life, right? And mm. la- it's only year of life, right? That it's going to lead. So we're yeah looking at the potential in that chart. And it's an inter- it'll, I'm sure it's going to be an interesting chart, especially as we look at it in context of what's going on here in the U S as we're mm. heading headlong into another, um, election with mm. all i mean doesn't it seem like it's all the same bs that there was four years ago
1: it absolutely is
0: <laughs> like i mean it just makes me almost want to vomit <laughs> <laughs> it makes me want to say okay after age 70 you cannot be the president anymore
1: oh that's not hmm, interesting <laughs> it, it doesn't seem
0: fair though as we're all getting older and it's seemingly lasting longer yeah. right so yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, we're torn. It's going to be an interesting time. I did uh, listen to a numerological um, talk about both Biden and Trump, who are likely going to be the two that, that for all intents and purposes, go to the uh, national elections. And she was pointing out in the numbers that Trump has the stronger numbers from now until april and then biden has the stronger numbers from may and through the election
1: no kidding interesting yeah so
0: from a numerological standpoint in each one of their their she, she took their birth information and their names and she did that and i thought that was really interesting because um it seemed to to have been that way the last time oh
1: interesting wow yeah
0: i was like oh that's weird. But okay, new numer- numbers, right? So th- numbers. it's just a different, you know, way of looking at the energies of the of the people right. involved. So, right. I don't know what that means for the election. Honestly, who knows? who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Um the 21st, we have a day that is also in red and I really don't understand why because to me when I looked at it, oh. I think it's a good day when we have the sun in a sextile to Pluto. Yep. And Venus conjunct Saturn. Mm -hmm. So I think that it's probably the Venus conjunct Saturn that is the problematic uh, transit for that day. Uh, But I'm learning to make Saturn my friend. How about you?
1: Holy, since you talked about that last time. Oh my gosh, of course, I was I was still writing the 2025 predictions, right? Uh And I and so you'll see the flavor of Saturn as my partner rather than Saturn as the opponent or the pressure the i have loved, i have loved saturn as a partner love yeah it.
0: yeah and so venus is partnering with saturn that day i yep. don't think that makes it a red day i just think that it makes it maybe more important that we pay attention to our relationships to our finances mm-hmm. to our values mm-hmm. and that we're actually choosing to live along our stated values instead of living at cross purposes mm-hmm. um, making you know the decisions in our life that are true for us and not that we felt pressured to make. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, right? And yeah. the sun, of course, in a sextile to Pluto is a very empowering, I think it empowers us I to agree. be our true selves. The moon that day is in Leo. Mm-hmm. A Leo moon mm-hmm. is very self-expressive, is mm-hmm. you know, wanting us to, you know, err on the side of play. Yep. <laughs> Not necessarily being all Saturn serious, so I th- I find it an interesting day. I want to color. I think I will. I'm going to take my green highlighter and I'm going to highlight the <laughs> 21st in green.
1: Go, Janet! Go Boom! Janet. Go, Janet! I just changed.
0: I just changed the energy of the 21st for y'all. That was You're welcome. Very
1: empowering of you. You just like control of that.
0: Took control of that. <laughs> <laughs> control of that. <laughs> oh gosh! And then and then the next day after that uh, mars moves into pisces mm-hmm. talk about tying one's hands or maybe it's feet in pisces right because yeah. mars is not particularly thrilled about pisces i <laughs> imagine like
1: feet slogging through deep water like you know how hard yes it is with your with
0: weight on that yeah, are are right. <laughs> dragging you down yeah. yeah but it's it's um I think what we we get from that Tam is this opportunity to really reimagine to reinvent to do a lot of the internal reconsideration sure. of things for the time that Mars is in Pisces. Sure. And um note that day, that's the only thing. Even even the moon isn't making any big progress. It's moving out of Leo and into Virgo and there's no new contacts. It must be VOC that day. What day is that? Oh,
1: think about it. On top it of is. that On top of that, Mercury uh, is still in that retro shade period. Right? Yeah. So that's interesting of Aries. So, (laughs) yeah.
0: And, you know, Mars in Pisces can be very imaginative. So we can be taking a lot of action in our minds and in our imaginations. Right. Now, after Pisces, of course, Mars moves into a sign he rules. That'll be Aries. That won't happen until at least April something or another. So it is a time to maybe reconsider, reimagine, reinvent, re-invent. all, all yep. of that. Right. Good stuff. Good stuff there. Really good stuff. Let's And let's take a look after that. We have on the Sunday, the 24th, Venus in a sextile to Jupiter, one of the favorite kinds of harmonious aspects, right? The goddess of love and beauty and harmony uh, in a positive aspect to uh, Jupiter in Taurus, which happens to be a sign that Venus rules. I think it's a beautiful day, a beautiful day for harmony, for creating uh, from love. Being careful not to overdo things, though, right? Don't commit to too much. Um, Just maybe have some fun because the next day is the full moon lunar eclipse. And doesn't
1: this sextile move into the same day as the eclipse? That's how I show it.
0: Yeah, it does. It actually does. Yeah. Um, Even though it's it's exact uh, on the twenty fourth, but like we always say, there's a day or so of it coming into contact, and then a day or so after that contact. Um, in this case, you know that is um, a powerful transit that will be in effect at that full moon. Perfect, isn't it? Isn't it? Let's yeah, see. Let's that, that's what I that's
1: what I show.
0: So yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the chart, and we'll see here that Venus is at 1633 of Pisces that day, uh, and the sextile to Jupiter. Jupiter's at 1556. So. Literally, Venus has only moved a half a degree out of that sextile. So it is activated Activated. at the full moon lunar eclipse. And the eclipse is in that interesting pattern that's been developing. Um, And I showed it, I think, last month where we have the bulk of the energies in what looks sort of, if I hold it upside down, you can see the orange kind of looks like an umbrella with the moon actually holding the energy of all of the bucket of planets at the other end Mm -hmm. Um, and i I just keep wondering about that because that seems to be a recurring pattern and it makes me wonder about the height of emotions that we're all experiencing like i feel like some things are over the freaking top when it comes to emotion Mm.
1: well i think if you look at the state of the world all of this makes a lot of sense right Yeah. The, the level of emotion that we're all going through. It's yeah. Powerful. We're in a we're in a powerful time period.
0: Yeah. I mean literally it is only the moon in Libra that day that is holding the balance. So the balance of our emotions is in balance, in mm-hmm. harmony, mm-hmm. in creating win-win and cooperation and co-creation and collaboration. Uh that's a pretty big theme. And you know, I took a look at this in uh, Human Design because I wanted to know what the gate, um, what gate the moon would be in. Now this is a partial lunar eclipse, by the way, so you know, not the same level of of intensity that we would normally have with a full moon lunar eclipse. So there's some light, in other words, peeking through, and it's at the gate 18, which is a gate on the spleen center. So what we're seeing at the full moon lunar eclipse is the beginning of the time when the earth will be moving through all of the gates of the shadow of uh, fear. So that's from that last week in March all the way through April and into the first week of May, where the opposite happens in late September, October and November when it's the sun in those gates. hmm So we're learning about our shadows and the emotional reactions that the fear causes within us. And the 18th fear is of judgment, being judged or judging others, having to be perfect. So it'll be an interesting, I think, moon in that period of time. You know, everything is just perfect as it is when it is. Otherwise, it would be different.
1: We in the almanac said we we named this moon disturbing the peace.
0: I see that. That's that's awesome. <laughs> but it but, is because the sun's in Aries and a lot of planets: Chiron, Mercury, the North Node, and the Sun, right? all in Aries, disturbers of the peace.
1: Disturbers of the peace. I <laughs> think we do yep. okay sometimes. <laughs> Wow.
0: It's funny because those two signs, Pisces and Aries, um, Pisces has Mars, Saturn, Venus, and Neptune. Mm. Aries, the Sun, North Node, Chiron, and Mercury. You know, then there's this little Jupiter Uranus out here next to them in Taurus, and then there's Pluto over there in Aquarius. Mm-hmm. So literally a concentration of planets within, you know, one, two, three, four signs. Yeah,
1: that's pretty incredible.
0: Yep, it is. And that means intensity. Whenever you see that in a chart, that's intensity. Absolutely. And uh, everybody's chart. So where you have Aquarius, Pisces, Aries, and Taurus, that's the sector of your own personal charts where the intensity is playing out. If this chart were a person, it would be in their second house of money, self, self-worth and and values. It would be in their third house of learning and teaching and communication and their fourth house of home and family and foundations and the fifth house of joy and creativity, fun and romance. So, so that
1: that's Janet's talking in general. So all of us yes. individually want to look up where is my Aquarius? Where is my Pisces, Aries and Taurus? Find those houses. Google is your friend. What does the fifth <laughs> house mean? What does the fourth house mean, Etc. Do that work to find out where it's intense for you.
0: Absolutely. Christine asked a question. She said, Would it be a good idea to have our taxes done before the Mercury shadow? Yes. Yes. Definitely, if you can, get them done. They're not due until April 15th, but Mercury is in retrograde on the 15th this year. So get them done sooner rather than later. I've been working on mine now for about three weeks and I keep messing them up. Um, really, seriously. <laughs> um, but every time I go back in there somehow it gets a little easier so I'm not sure if it's just practice makes perfect <laughs> 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 anyway so yeah I got to get mine done before the shadow uh, starts um, okay and how do we end the month uh Pam, from your oh. estimation it looks like uh,
1: it's quiet March pace. 28th uh, yeah. Uranus, but other than that that's what I have
0: yeah. And then Easter is on the 31st this year. I did not realize that until just now. So we end uh-huh. the month on a holiday. Well, what's there. what's not to like about that? Yeah, what's really um, not Yeah. And a couple other side notes for people to know about March. We have both Jupiter and Saturn changing gates in human design, which changes up the way the energy of growth and expansion is taking place and also changes the way duty and responsibility is taking place. And right now, uh, uh, Jupiter is moving into on March 12th. So that's, you know, the day. We were thinking we had it free, Uh, but Jupiter's moving into the gate too. a lovely gate. It's called the gate of allowing, and it's about allowing abundance, allowing, being receptive to receiving, right? Understanding that giving and receiving are just the same thing, just opposite end. To give is to receive, to receive is to give. Uh, So it's a beautiful gate for Jupiter to be in. Saturn is the one that's a little bit concerning for me. He moves into Gate 63, which is the Gate of Doubt. And that oh. happens on March 13th. So we have them changing gates side by side. The Gate 63, Doubt, is it lives up in the head center, the very top center of the human design. And Doubt is all about um, doing your due diligence, being discerning, discernment would be a good word to bring up here. And another word I'm going to throw out, possibilities. Mm. It's a great way, the, the The typical 63 doubt works in this way. Something happens, something you really are excited about doing, an idea that you have, and the minute you try to execute, doubts creep in and they stop you from taking action. Here, doubt is meant to doubt what other people tell you, mm. not Doubting your own self or doubting your own heart, but being clear about what is true and what is not true. So Saturn sitting there for a bit of time um, in this year, giving us opportunities to really learn the skill of discernment and think of everything as what is possible. Mm. What, What is possible? I love that. A couple,
1: a couple things come up really quickly. Like, look, we've been practicing with Saturn and Pisces. We've been practicing our spirituality and our, in our own use of our hearts and our inner world as a guidepost, right? So I think that's really ties in nicely. I also want to mention really quickly, um, for those who don't have the energy almanac, the stone for the month of March is Peridot, which brings some clarity. I like you were talking about that perfect, perfect timing. Like Peridot is the stone to carry that's um also going to help us shed some fear and some toxic behaviors uh the two essential oils are geranium and grapefruit for the. oh yeah Yeah, grapefruit grapefruit is really uplifting um so go there and geranium blooms for us each spring so it brings gentle love and purity so
0: i love it and peridot is the birthstone for leo Yes. so somewhat heart-centered and self-expressive and that type of thing so that's that's a good one um so wow as we end the month of march or our conversation about the month of march it looks like a really good month with a couple of little hiccups along the way even that eclipse doesn't really scare me like most times i'm not scared anyway about anything but like that but it can be you know sometimes difficult to deal with i feel like it's not even going it's like the dragon that you know really just wants to cuddle you and love you and not burn you.
1: I think the March 10th moon is a little more wonky, if you will. I
0: think that one's definitely wonky. I think the first half of March is pretty wonky. And then after that, it might settle out a little bit. There was a question by LS. She says that she's moving March 31st uh, and April 1st. It's a blessed move. So we'll trust even though it's retrograde time. So remember, the retrograde doesn't say you have to stop everything. What it really says is it's not necessarily the time to start something new. I guarantee you that that move has been in play for Mm -hmm. a while. Like you didn't just decide because right now you're even talking about it. It's already been in the planning stages before the retrograde. So executing it at the retrograde is perfectly fine. But do your due diligence, right? If you're using a moving truck, make sure it's in good condition. Make Mm -hmm. sure that you read the contracts. Make sure your new lease or your new um, mortgage papers are all clear. That's all you need to do. There's no reason why you can't move LS because it's already been in the works.
1: Beautiful. Yeah. Congratulations.
0: Yeah. How exciting. All right, you all. Thank you so much for being here, Tam. Thank you. Is there anything special you wanted to share in a close for this morning? I will just
1: share with everybody that um, thanks to my dear friend Janet Hickox, Um, we have um, officially, by the end of my workday, submitted the 2025 Energy Almanac to the editor, and we all the hard work is over. And I already have started thinking about 2026. Just oh my God! Shut up.
0: (laughs) shut up not ready to go there yet but to Tam's credit she had to write all of the astrology and the moons this year (laughs) the last I uh, I guess it was kind of at the last minute her moon person Uh, couldn't do it so she did it good job Tam I've read through most of them and everything is right on I think you're good to go so congrats good job (laughs) Pat on the back. Thanks, everybody. All right. Go ahead. I said thanks,
1: everybody, for joining us this morning.
0: Yes. Thank you all. I will see you guys on Friday morning. We'll talk about the weekend. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you again, Tam and I, that is, on likely March 27th.
1: Got it. March 27th, it is.
0: That's the last Wednesday. Uh, Otherwise, it would be April 3rd. And, you know. Nah,
1: that's too Mm -hmm. late in the month. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So we'll see you again at the end of March. There you go. Thanks, everybody. Bye for now. Do you wish you could better understand yourself and what is going on in the world? Well, grab your cup of coffee or tea and join the podcast Living Astrology with Janet Hickox for Astrology, Human Design, and Gene Keys Wisdom. Mondays and Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. Podcasts are available on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and your other favorite outlets.